I don't want to say this, but it's a joke, a little bit joke. Uh, sorry, SB. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, I think last Saturday or last Sunday, uh, I, w- I woke up like a bit early, and then I wrapped my arms around my wife. And then uh, uh, I was just saying, I'm uh, praising God and uh, thanking God for her, for you to, to be as my, my, be, be my wife for uh, 18 years now. And then I asked him, uh, and I told him, uh, I love you, hon. <laughs> and then I asked her, uh, do you love me? <laughs> One time. And I asked her again, do you, do you love me? I just, it happened to be this verse. I didn't know that it was this, this. And then I, the, the third time she answered, yes, I love you. I don't know if she, she was just annoyed with me. <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but, but for, pretty sure she loves me. We got three kids already, though. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so far for that. So that shakes my nervousness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, um, in... Some of the few things or, uh, of this study is about the deep, deep, pungent, or sharp, painful repentance in the life of Apostle Peter. Okay? Um, yes, he did some few bad decisions, just like us, man, human being, of course. But it doesn't make him not qualified for the service of the Lord. Amen. Okay? All of us here are sinners saved by grace. Amen. And I believe that because I'm one of them. I'm one of the sinners and, and standing with you right now. And um, we all made some foolish choices sometimes in our life. Jesus makes it clear when he said, when he said something in Matthew 9.13. Let's open our Bible in Matthew 9.13, please. I have it here. Matthew 9.13. I won't be maybe finishing this because this is five uh, vital truths about the repentance. And the title, uh, by the way, is Great Servants Needs Great Repentance. That's what I get from the preaching last Sunday. And um, 13, chapter 9, verse 13 of Matthew. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy... And not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. It's like I said, we are all sinners saved by grace, and we are called to repent by our Lord Jesus Christ when we, of course, sin against Him or uh, against His word, against His will, or you name it, whatever. Uh, and, and Mark said it this way. If we go to one one uh, chapter of your book, Mark chapter. Hmm, I I didn't uh, write down the verse, uh, the chapter here, but I'm just gonna uh, say it anyway. Mark said said it this way: They that are whole have no need of physicians of the physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. And we all know that. Church, it's a uh, what they call it is a hospital per se. That's what I heard someone said it, but we are not. Uh, we call to be righteous, but we need to repent of our sin to be righteous with God and to be right with God. And as we already know, um, yeah. But 
as we already know, here in this session hall or auditorium, we call it, I'm just preparing ourselves if we will have a new building, session hall or auditorium, or we call it the upper room of ABC. Okay, and I see repentance, it, it, mean, it, it, it meant that turning away from our sin to God. Not, not 380 degrees, 360 degrees, but 180 what that means is when you turn away from your sin, you have to look toward God. And you have to fix your eyes upon Him. Um, the Bible says, um, faith toward our, um, yeah, repentance toward our God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance toward God is that godly sorrow mentioned by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. I think I'm. Uh, let's just open it there, because I didn't write it down here. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse nine and ten. Second, Second Corinthians chapter seven, nine and ten. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. I just include the nine, but it's actually the ten. Now I rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. You see, you, hear, you see that word? For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow, there it is, worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So that's this godly sorrow that was mentioned in there. And um, in Hebrews chapter 12, 2, let's turn there in Hebrews chapter 12, 2. Hebrews chapter 12 and 2. Okay. Looking unto Jesus, the order and the... Oh, we're on the godly sorrow, right? And now, pay uh, toward our Lord Jesus Christ. That's looking unto Jesus, the order and the finisher of our faith. 12.2. You see, repentance comes in both. Let's go back to our... So I won't uh, get lost. Let's go back first to Luke chapter 22. I'm just going to leave it there. Won't get lost. And um, repentance comes in both. The lost, either you're a lost sinners or a sinning Christians. Okay, yes, you heard me right. In case you don't uh, say that we are a sinning Christian, we are. And the lost sinners are the ones we love and not supposed to hate. Okay, even our co-workers, no matter race they are, uh, what race, we were talking about race this morning, this uh, evening, and um, uh, no matter where their situations are. Because sometimes um, I'm guilty of this too. If I see a, a person that are host, hostile with me, of course I will be hostile with him too. But we need to love them. Yes. We need to love them. Yes. That's what the Bibles uh, are, are teaching us to do so. So, and I don't know if this will connect, but uh, let's turn to, I just, I was just uh, meditating on this verse, uh, Nehemiah. I think I mentioned this last, uh, last, uh, are you meeting in Nehemiah chapter one, chapter one? 
I know this is the verse or a chapter for prayers. This is the elements of prayers. But I really conclude that this is also part of a great servant that needs a repentance. Let us let us hear from Jeremiah. Let's let's take a look at uh, uh, the verse five and six. Uh, verse five and six of Nehemiah. I didn't highlight it, but it's okay. And um, and and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth. Oh, yeah, that's right. That keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant. Here he goes. Thy, uh, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess. It's like he was repenting. Other word for confess is uh, repenting to God. And the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. Is that right? Up to four, up to six only. Okay. We will see here that Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, he prays and adores God by making sure he knows who he was praying to in the first, uh, in the first chapter, uh, verse that we read in chapter 5. He says, Dear Lord God of heaven, great and terrible God, and keep, keep the covenant. Okay, and then and, uh, he goes to say, the Lord, Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, He's the great I am also. And also he's the Alpha and the Omega. And that the God that keeps his covenant and mercy to his people that love and observe his commandments. So God, God that keeps his promise. That's what Nehemiah was thinking. Was, was, uh, was uh, uh, implying here when he, when, when he was praying to God. Okay, he knows who is he, who is he's praying. He's the God that I am, yes. the Alpha and the Omega. So he knows what's the beginning and the end that will happen. And he has that confidence that God will answer his prayer. But he continued this way in verse 6. Lord, let thine ear now be attentive. He knows that God is a rewarder of them that, of them that diligently seek him. And said, thine eyes said and said and then uh, said, thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant. It's like it's like t- telling the Lord, Lord, it's me, it's me, Lord. I am standing in the kneel of prayer, yes. not my brother, not my sister, and not even someone that are really in great need. But it's me. That's what he said, though. He said, it's me, the servant of the Lord, is saying. It's me that I'm standing in the need of prayer, Lord. Look at me, your servant. I am not walking. Am I not walking in your will? That's my, that's my, that my prayer doesn't deserve to be answered? He was questioning. He was, he was dealing, questioning with God, just like J- Jacob. He was wrestling with God. He was wrestling with God to answer or to give him his prayer. I think that's what we, we need to do in our life. We're not just praying, 
hoping that God will answer our prayer at this time or in His will, of course in His will, but we have that confidence that God will answer that. Answer that prayer. Sorry. Yeah. God will answer that prayer. <clears throat> Where am I now? And in your prayer, and this is to <clears throat> that my prayer doesn't need to, to deserve to be answered. And this in this situation we know that Nehemiah is walking and right with the Lord. Because in verse 4, as we read, we go back in verse 4. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept. He wept. And mourned certain days, and fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven. If this man are not walking in his will, he wouldn't even think or go to God in this way, weeping. Just like the book of Jeremiah, we, he is weeping for the Lord. Yes. To answer uh, Jeremiah 33.3. He called and he answered. <clears throat> and as we continue, um, yeah, he prayed that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. God of heaven, we know who is our God. I am Alpha and Omega. Now, to tie this down in the message tonight, in verse 6, we go to verse 6 because our theme is great servants needs great repentance. To tie this down, he prayed again in verse 6, his prayer again. Uh, uh, the second half of the verse says, I pray thee before now, day and night, for the children of Israel. Thy servants, okay, here's the word, children of Israel, thy servants, the church, the con thy congregation, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee both, and my father's house have sinned. That's what repentance means. My father's house. Repentance is asking forgiveness from our Lord God in heaven. For forgiveness means to pardon. And now we have the choice to remain in sin or change the course of our action. So it is. Remember in verse 5, he said, God keep his covenant and mercy for them that love for them that love him and observe his commandments. It is not to say you lose, you will lose your salvation, okay? But rather, God will not hear our prayers. And why? He, God cannot hear our prayers if we regard iniquities in our hearts. When Nehemiah mentioned God, be attentive, and thine eyes open me, open he, open he meant to see me not, me not from outside but inside. Look at this. The eyes are the windows of our souls. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 24, please. Matthew 22. Oh, no, sorry. Matthew 6, verse 22. Sorry. Okay. 
the light of the body is the eyes, is the eye. If we therefore, therefore, thine eye be single, fixed upon God, looking unto God, the author and the finisher of our faith, and it says here, thy whole body shall be full of light. He is, Jesus Christ is our light. Amen. And we will, our hearts will be filled of light if we have Jesus in our heart as well. And if we walk in His will and He see, like this, this is what's called the magnifying glass. When God look at your heart, He cannot see yourself, but He can see Jesus Christ. When the Father was looking into your heart, He will use a magnifying glass and see, are you, are you, are you the one in, in your heart? Are you the driver's seat of your heart? But no, it's supposed to be Jesus Christ, the light. And the Bible says here as well in Sam, you can, we, uh, it's until 24, sorry. We'll continue. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one. You, will, you want to hold on your sin? I hope not. Because if we hold on it, we will just sink deep and deep and deep and sink on our sin, and we wouldn't be able to come up. The Bible says, seven times you fall, seven times you get up. Even, even those people that are sin against us, Jesus said, right? Forgive them, 77, 70 times, I think. It's the same thing with that. If we have sin, we hold on to our sin, and we hold grudges about the sin of others to us, we won't be able to grow. And I, I, I can attest to that. I have been holding grudges for a long time. I, wouldn't, I don't want to mention this, but this is true. In my uh, old church, from back home, and I know I didn't witness it firsthand, but that church that, we, that I attend with, it was split. And the cause is adultery by the pastor. That sin he was holding that kept him away from the congregation. And they voted again to another pastor. And that pastor just uh, became my uh, former pastor. He was, that's where I learned how to uh, teach and preach with him. He's, uh, he works in a National Bureau of Investigation. At the same time, he's a pastor. He works in a, uh, like an RCMP or in here, or like an FBI uh, bureau, but yeah, I've learned a lot uh, with him, and we um, work hand in hand in the church until it grows. Thirty, he was moved to another church in Fairview. We will we will left there, two of us associate pastor on that church, and it grows from thirty congregation sixty and up, and we need to move. And that when we when we move. Uh, we only have like a handful of money, like the financial thing. And they're all uh, uh, are in a remote areas, in a compound. I won't mention the name, but it's in a compound. And then we try to look for a, for a, for a building uh, outside because, you know, the light shouldn't be kept inside, right? Under the bushel, but needs to go, go out. It needs to go out to where the people can hear and where the people can, uh, can see that there are 
a church that carrying the, the great commission of God and sharing the gospel to all the sinners, the lost sinners. And that it happened that like this, the one that we rented, it's a former bar or a club. So it gives us more rooms now for the, for that, that's what I meant. Uh, the, that former clubs or bar can use again, uh, uh, can, God can use to His glory. So the people that used to go there were seeing it's a church already. Of course, they were, they were backing out, right? And around that community is also an addicts, a uh, lot of addicts there. But it never, it never um, uh, disappoint us or uh, discourage us to to rent the place. It was like ten thousand uh, rent a month, and we don't have that much fund. And this is what happened: everyone pitch in. Even the poorest of the poor gave, and I believe it covers everything. And one God gave us an opportunity to witness to the landlord. And well, you know, she got saved. She got saved, Pastor. And he reduces our rent, reduces our rent to, to cut to $2,000, to $8,000. And in one Sunday preaching, uh, we are, don't have uh, money to pay like 8000 probably. We have funds, but we don't have that funds for that payment of the rent. Um, 8000 but God doubles it in one Sunday preaching. 16,000 and we pay the rent. Because God, because the, his servant sees that if we repent, God will also answer our prayer. Let's turn to Samuel. I have to just, I think this is just an, an introduction, sorry. <laughs> I have five points. I'm not, I'm not even there yet. This is okay. As long as uh, we, uh, okay, in First uh, Samuel, First uh, King, First Samuel, First uh, okay, Samuel, sixteen, seventeen. Uh, okay, one more. Sixteen, seventeen. And Saul's, uh, is that right? First Samuel, sixteen, seventeen. Oh no, sixteen, seven. Sorry, my eyes are told me <laughs> seven. Okay, but the Lord said unto Samuel. Look not on his countenance or on the heights of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. Uh, yeah. Man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. It's like I said, he looks not only outward in outward, but it's inside of our heart. If we are. If there's any iniquities there that we haven't repented yet. And then, I don't think that we will touch the life of David, but uh, it's something that we also need to know about his life. Um, he, we all know his... Uh, actually, this the one that I'm saying is not new to you. All of this, do you, you know it already? But in, uh, I've just, I will just touch in, um, in the life of David when he, when he committed sin... It is a premeditated sin, actually, before he got into sin with Bathsheba and stayed back instead of going to the war. You know, you know that uh, it, it, um, the Bible says on that is that 
uh, then when when the last had uh, said that when the last had conceived it bring it forth sin in James chapter 1:15 and sin when it is finished bring it forth death his sin did follow him it continued in the life of Absalom that instead of imitating his dad's strength Absalom followed his pride and greed and tried to seize his father's throne these life lessons are also found uh, in the seventh principle of RU we learn in RU our sinful habits do, do hurt those who follow us. And that's what uh, Absalom got from his dad. He didn't get his dad's uh, rep, uh, repenting, uh, repentant attitude or souls. soul. He, he, instead, he gets those uh, greediness and uh, what David did in the past. That's what he observed. And our kids, our teenagers as well, are observing our walk with God. Yeah, I believe so because um, although I don't have the, I'm the first generation of Christian, I've copied a lot of bad habits from my dad. Yeah, I did that. Man's ruin, they call it. Okay. Man, uh, gambling, um, what do you call it? Drinking, everything. I got it from my dad. But I did repent that. And, um, I was grateful that God saves me. Amen. Yeah. And now I'm here with you guys. And then um, Absalom followed the pride. You know, the, this, these life lessons are also found in the RU. I mentioned that already. And his son Absalom have done, had done horrible things. Even take, he, he pers- it's also a premeditated scene. He take counsels to, of the unwise instead of uh, uh, his David's uh, servant or counsels. And then um, rebelling against his, his father David, killed Amnon, his half-brother, who raped his sister, Tamar. And then he even pitched a tent to humiliate his dad. And um, I don't know if I can mention it. Uh, yeah, uh, in the house top, you know, uh, to show other people that, you know, how... He rebelled against his father. And you know the story. I won't mention it. Uh, with his concubines, of course. But all of this that happened, King David, he still loved Absalom dearly. See what I mean? We have to love those sinners. David's, David's grief shown, showed the depth of a father's love over the loss of his son, as well as regret. For his own personal failures, which led to many family and national tragedies. But with a true repentance, he became the man after God's own heart. He did. He did repent. Repent. Repentance is a change of mind and, a con- and confessing our sin, turning to God, and... And I believe that's the uh, life uh, of those in the Bible, uh, heroes, shows. Number one, finally. I don't think we can finish it, but we're only going to do number one probably. Um, that even our greatness have flaws, we often see ourselves great okay, and boastful, but often make a huge mistakes. Just like all of the Bible characters that we have mentioned to you. Jacob, Moses, David, Jonah, Peter, and Paul, you mentioned 
all of those names. Great man, great men like Peter are often ignorant of the real issues before them and blinded by some passion or prejudice, make tragic blunders. Peter had a passion, had a passion for a wrong reason. Okay, the result are da- is damaging due, due, due to some judgment or action of another, action of another in disregard of one's rights. Maybe he cut the ears of, is that Marcus? I believe so. Yeah, and then he always get ahead of uh, things, Jesus Christ. And, but he asked if he, uh, Jesus Christ was still patient with him. And um, result, which often result making a bad decision, ignorance, or carelessness. He's great. He, he, he has a passion to, in the ministry. He has a passion to help Jesus Christ or to depend uh, even the Jesus Christ in in uh, taken away by the by the soldiers at that time, and then um, the great men are always greatly tempted, and when they go wrong, they do more harm than a dozen men. Satan knew that uh, Peter is great; he will do more damage in the church at that time, but. Remember, I will build my church. Yes. Upon this rock, I will build my church, Peter. But he didn't say he didn't build it, Peter. Okay, he built his own church, and we are, we are his church right now, called out assembly. And then um, the Bible says Satan selected Peter for temptation because he was an, he was, uh, I think this is wrong. I typed it wrong. Uh, Satan selected Peter for temptation, not because there you go. He was an easy target or a weakling. But because Peter had the power enough to ruin the early church. Remember how, what he did in the early church and uh, in Jerusalem and um, in the Pentecost. And there is no surprise to our God. He knew what is going to happen. He told Peter in Luke chapter 22. If we open our uh, Bible in Luke, I don't want to... Uh, Made a mistake here. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Yeah. And the Lord said, Simon, behold. We've been studying the word. We've been hearing the word behold every time. And Sunday, Wednesday. Uh, I don't know how many times I heard that. Satan had desired to have you. That he may sift you as a wheat. Okay. In verse 32, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. See how what he can do with our church, with the church of that time. When he said, um, strengthen my brethren. Strengthen means that he has that ability and talent that God given him to strengthen the brethren and influence people around him. God uses the word wheat. To be sipped as a wheat is to have you to go into process through sorting out what is useful or valuable. I think the best, uh, I won't make an example is the rice. I will, because rice is all over our house every day. <laughs> I will use the sand this time in construction area. Uh, you know when they, I think I believe Pastor Nathan mentioned this. When they uh, wanted to uh, strain the, the the sand, it looks like the sand was too was so like you know 
it's too small. But when you go at the end, you will see those small pebbles or rocks inside. That's what he can do. He can do more damage. He can do more damage without with those sin that are that are in. Uh, if we kept our sin, if we hold on to our sin, those are sins. When God uh, is uh, molding you, uh, it will it will hurt though. But for sure, uh, it's certainly what is useful and valuable. And and if we read in Job chapter twenty three. Uh, we won't turn in that one. If you read it, he know it the way that I take. When he had tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Um, that's one of our favorite songs here in ABC. I know the favorites are. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. And number two. Uh, what is that? Our title again? The great servant needs great repentance. Number two. Our great. Do I still have them? Yeah. Our great character should be the first man to repent when sin are evident in our lives. In Luke chapter 22, I'm, well, good, we're in Luke chapter 22, verse 6 to 1. Um, so the devil didn't hold on to Peter so long because, he, because of this. For when the Lord turned himself about and looked upon Peter, I, am I in the right? Luke 22, 6 to 1. Sorry. 2261 And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter and I, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before before the cock crowed, then thou shalt deny me thrice. The devil did not hold Peter for so long. For when he turned himself out and looked upon Peter and remembered his words of warning, Peter remembered his words of warning into the darkness. It's the dawn, right? I can say that it's dawn and dark because the cock crew in the Philippines, when it start 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock, the cock crew, and it's still dark. Right? I don't hear it here in Vancouver, but maybe somewhere in Surin, in Langley. Yeah. <laughs> when it start. To, to the dawn is going, uh, the sun is just going up, still dark. Okay, in the dark, into the darkness, Peter's heart broke in repentance and rushed away into the darkness. He rushed away into the darkness. He didn't remain into the darkness. He rushed away into the darkness to settle his great sin between himself and God alone. He rushed away into the into darkness to settle his great sin between himself and God alone. I remember the song, uh, the song, Nothing in Between, Me and My Savior. And in Are You, this is in the Prince, we learned this in principle number 10. Uh, yeah, principles. Uh, God balances guilt with blame, accept the blame from your action, and God will remove the guilt. Yeah, there is a time where we are greatly convicted of our sin, but... Sometimes pride gets in the way, you know, in the way we, and we never accept the blame nor false. But Peter, but Peter, you can see in this verse, he settled his sin between himself first, accepting the blame. He heard, he remembered. I, I can tell that because he says here, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord. That's what he said. Um, and uh, it's, a, it, it's just saying, um, 
giver remind now. Um, yeah, there is a time, but pride is the way we, he settled his sin between himself first, accepting the blame that God for that uh, then to go to God for forgiveness. And the Bible says in First John chapter one eight, we read and nine, if we say that we have no sin, he we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and all our unrighteousness for us from all our unrighteousness. So he settled it by himself, and then he went to God. He went. He went out of the darkness. And he remembered the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe this is this is the I, I love I love seeing uh, putting myself as well in the Bible. Um, this is what happened. Peter um, denied our Lord three times. Get the, uh, hear this. Peter denied our Lord three times. Is he away from our God? Out of the will of God? No, because. As you, as you, when you read this verse, he is staying closer with our Lord Jesus Christ. He can see him from afar, not from afar, maybe from a distance, just a short distance. He knows what's going on with our Lord Jesus Christ. That's that's what I I read. It. I don't know about you, but that's what I uh, understand now. Is how this worked. And the third time when the cock crew. Uh, the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. Can somebody look at you when he cannot see you? Or you are far away? No, right? I can still see Mrs. Mil- Ms. Mil- Ms. Melina here, closer to me. Can see pastors, uh, pastor and pastor's wife and daughter. But I can still see, apart from there, Sister Aina and Brother Scott. So that means Peter is not away from the Lord. At least that's how I. That's how I. Uh, that's how God led me to this verse or to, of understanding the verse. Okay. Um, Bible says the Lord turned look uh, and look upon Peter, eye to eye. That's what's sweet, sweet thoughts in here. The Lord look. He's looking at you right now, and he's looking at me. Amen. I love. I love. I love reading that verse. Uh, when, uh, when the Lord looked at him and he knows that the great servants needs great repentance all we need to do is go to him st- standing in the need of, need of prayer repent from our sin it's like say, if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sin we confess our sin he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. I believe I cannot finish this today, but if God will give us another uh, time to uh, continue, I will continue. I just give. I will just give you the next number three. Greatness of a ser- of a servant or ourselves never repents halfway. We go all the way. That's what want God wants us. We go all the way. Just like Jacob, Moses, David, Jonah, Peter, and Paul, they repented. The mighty man repented all over and all throughout, inside and out. Paul never ceased to speak himself as the chief uh, sinners. And Romans said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? That's what he said. It's the only, it is 
only the little man, I don't, know, I don't mean to be little, everyone, but the weakling, that contemptible coward who dodges hedges, makes excuse, and alibis and delays to set himself right with God. Read, Jesus spoke a parable to men. A Pharisee and a publican. Pharisee just praying, hypocrite. Praying to God, standing, and let these people know, you know, but the publican is pounding his heart, he's pounding his chest, repented of his sin big time. That's not, that's not halfway. It's all the way through. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. James 4, 6 said, God resisted the proud, but give it more grace to the humble. And I believe this is uh, uh, when this man went down to his, I think I reverse it, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. It's all the way. He was justified rather than that priest. And the port is, we ourselves are manly or womanly enough to admit that we are wrong. We'll, we'll, to, uh, we'll go to God. And I think I missed the word go. Go to God in deepest repentance. Number five, repentant soul whom God most greatly uses. 